0: that's the moment where you stop and the question you ask is right now as a partnership as a client and agency partnership how are we going to propel you forward the best that we possibly can and look this question might only take two minutes to answer but i guarantee you that if you do that if you take that moment to work together and figure out how you can best do something for the betterment of the client who is paying you so you're you're not losing out in this you there's a there's a shift there's a change in the way you then approach the rest of that project Hello and welcome to this episode of Retain FM. My name is Pete Everett and I'm delighted that you're with us today. If you're watching this on YouTube or if you're listening to this in your favourite podcast player, whilst you've got your device in your hand, please go nowhere right now other than to that subscribe button and hit subscribe or like or whatever you need to do in the place that you're watching this because it really does mean a lot to me that as we produce this content it feeds through directly to the people who need it the most. So if you're an agency owner, and as I say, you're listening to this in your handset or you're watching it on YouTube, please like, subscribe, whatever you need to do to make sure you're notified when content is released. So today we're tackling the issue of all of that unseen stuff that you need to do to help service clients, but that's the stuff that they don't necessarily get or understand. And it, yeah, it becomes a bit of a tension between well, not maybe not a tension between the two of you, but a tension in what you do. First, let me set a bit of context. So, where I came from, where I first entered agency land was working for an agency here in Sheffield in the UK called The Bright Partnership. And up until when I started working with them, they were purely a brand and design agency. They did very little web at all. And we're talking in the early 2000s here. So the internet was very much a thing. Um, Websites were very much a thing. But there wasn't quite maybe so much transactional stuff happened online. It was very much a marketing type tactic. Anyway, we, as I say, we worked with some big clients. And we're talking like international charities and world-renowned universities and those kind of clients. And we were pretty good at what we did. We, we won some awards and we we progressed businesses and that's what we did. But the way we did that, and this was the way that was ingrained in me when I entered agency land all those years ago, was through client services. Client services were the key to making that agency what it was and the reason we were key to making that agency what it was was that we we bridged the gap or we we crossed the canyon almost from a commodity service to being in partnership with our clients And we did that through client services. We did that through over-communicating. We did that through taking them out for lunch. We did that through taking them to shows in the West End of London at Christmas time and buying them hampers and basically spoiling them rotten, giving them that client experience. That's where I came from. That was the, the mentality of what client service or serving a client was And the digital stuff that I did, the the, the team that we built there and the way that we augmented these campaigns and these publications and whatever these clients needed online all fit into this mantra, this method of serving clients, over-serving clients. the, The idea that client was king was core to that way of working. Now, the world's moved on. I get it we've had a COVID pandemic, Um, we have a lot more agencies that are individual people and people that work from home offices like I do, and all that kind of stuff. And that is all great. That is all step in, a huge step in the right direction of people working to live rather than living to work. I fully support. I even do it, right? I'm here. But the problem that we've got with that shift is that our industry is now more based in a commodity market than it has ever has been. And that is a transaction. I want X for Y. And we've moved away from this whole client service partnership model to heavily into a commodity model. That works for some people. That's absolutely fine. But when you're talking about retainers, things like SEO, things where you've got ongoing relationships with clients. In fact, I would even go as far as saying when you're even talking about web projects, these... We, we've moved away from the mentality of, right, I am. we are now working together. You're investing in me, which is an investment in your business. And together, we are going to propel you forward. And we're going to do that in the best way we can. We've moved away from that to saying, okay, you want an 8-page brochure site? Yeah, we can do that. Here's here's a design. What do you think? Yeah, it's good. Okay, built. Done. Out the door and move on to the next one. There's There's obviously pros and cons to each. But in my experience of building building businesses, building agencies, the loss of that client services element is a real loss for our industry and for each and every business that works within it, be it client or agency. Here's, here's the key advantage to taking this seriously. And that is that if you work in partnership with a client to propel them forward for a period of time, we're not talking like for years and years and years, although if you're an SEO retainer, it might be, but even if you apply this mentality to a web design project, if you take you sell the project, you you go in there, you find the client, you get the agreement, perfect. that's the moment that something changes and instead of then plowing on into wireframes and navigation structures and you know getting a design mocked up that you can push out to the client as fast as you possibly can, because hey, that's gonna show that we're efficient. That's the moment where you stop. And the question you ask is, right, now as a partnership, as a client and agency partnership, how are we going to propel you forward the best that we possibly can? look this question might only take 2 minutes to answer but i guarantee you that if you do that if you take that moment to work together and figure out how you can best do something for the betterment of the client who is paying you so you're you're not losing out in this you there's a there's a shift there's a change in the way you then approach the rest of that project and that pays dividends. It pays dividends to the client because they are going to get a better product out at the end of it. They're going to get more for their money out of you. And actually, you may put the same, if not less, effort in for the rest of the project. But because you've got the clear direction of how you're doing this propulsion forwards... It streamlines everything. That's the first thing. And the second thing is that it then ingrains that relationship with you and that client as the trusted advisor. And at that point, here's the real here's the real deal. People attract people like themselves. So if you're working with a client in a particular industry, in a particular business model, in a particular niche, whatever it might be on niche. They will know more people in that niche, niche industry business model. That's the reality. They will know where they're going. And oh, they will know people around them who will have similar problems. And they will then become an ambassador for your brand. And your, your at that point, your marketing just becomes so much easier. So it is a win-win situation. Um, for both of you, but it does take some time in order for that to happen, and you have to be the instigator of that. This is the key point. You have to be the instigator of it. Now, okay, we've talked quite a lot about, hopefully get a bit of of a better picture about where I come from, and I'll I'll leave the preaching on the commodity versus non-commodity element. I think I've made that point uh, firm enough. Why do I mention all of that? Well, It's evident from the way that sales go that clients, particularly clients that have never worked with you in the past, new clients, hook on to things that they can understand, that they can see. So we need a new website. We need a website designer. Great. They can visualize what a website is and that they need somebody to do that. They, when it comes to SEO, we see this through SEO Hive, The by far the plans that sell the most uh, f- to our clients are for content. Because the end client at the far end of the, the chain, they can conceptually see what two or four or six or eight pieces of content a month looks like. They know what that means. However, when you then try to start selling things like, maintenance plans or when you start trying to sell things like on-page technical SEO or link building or whatever it might be, those things become far harder because it's far more difficult for a client to conceptualize what those things consist of. If a client's never worked in WordPress before, they're not going to know what a plugin is. They're not going to know why it needs updating and why you need to be on top of it. Why don't you just build it so it works in the first place anyway? Why don't you just scrap the plugins, build the whole thing in code, and then we don't need to worry about any of this. They don't get it. And it's not their job to get it. We know that they need it, but it's not their job to get it. Um, So we need to make sure we're bridging that gap. All it really is is a knowledge gap between what technically needs to happen in order to deliver for the client for that propulsion to happen, and actually getting the propulsion to happen. All the client really wants is for that propulsion to happen. So how do we bridge that gap? Well, there's a few things. The first is we have to understand that some clients don't want to care they've come to us as the web professional, they've invested in us, as we've said, in order to propel their business forward, so that we take care of how it actually works. But as you and I both know, some of that needs to be relayed back to the client, because if they don't understand some parts of it, then it is going to devalue what we do. They're not going to see the value in that bill each month. Ultimately, they'll get knocked off at paying our bill each month and eventually they'll stop paying us and that's end of client and what we don't want to leave is this relationship with a sour taste in the mouth "Well, well they just took my money for nothing that's that's the worst case scenario here so we need to make sure we're avoiding that so but there are unseen actions that we do need to take care of so we need to have an educational piece in here and think about how we communicate to the client to make sure that we're Telling them enough that they need to know, but also telling them about these things that are going on. Now, that doesn't mean necessarily telling them about everything. I want to make that point perfectly clear. But it does mean that we maybe need to force the point in a friendly way or keep the discussions going in certain ways that we highlight why these technical things are important. So some of these unseen actions could include things like keyword research or on-page optimizations or link outreach or website hierarchy optimization or internal linking or schema data or the list goes on. I mean they're all SEO ideas, but you get you get the point. All of that needs to happen and it needs to happen at different times at different rates but it can all contribute to the bigger picture of what this means to the client so these are the ways that in my agency we try and bridge this gap the first is we do include a bit of a learning curve in our marketing and the way we do that is through some gated products so we don't ever try and go and sell an SEO retainer. We sell a uh, an SEO health check first then we sell a keyword research and optimization program and then we sell potentially sell a, an SEO retainer. Um, so as we go through that process, the client gets to work with us We get to demonstrate the fact that we are a data-driven, agency that we are going to be drilling into this data in order to find the answers to the problems that you have and if you don't want to join us in that partnership well that's fine here's the data you've paid for it we're not going to be a good fit so we're not going to progress on to the next thing so we do include that learning curve in our marketing and in our process we then communicate regularly especially where wins come from unseen actions so we we always have a monthly call schedule with a with a client i'll talk about that in a minute but in between those monthly calls we will at least once a week, send send snippets to clients: a screenshot of this, uh, a win to something else, uh, you know, uh, and what it might, whatever it might be. And if that has come from a an unseen action, like some extra schema data or a restructure of certain pages of their website, or you know, changing some title tags, whatever it can be, uh, that's gained new positions and that has then led to an increase in form inquiries. You get it. We highlight those to the clients at least once a week sometimes more than that and that does two things firstly it shows that we are checking in with the client's account multiple times a month so it means that we are not just they're not just paying us to do what's necessary for a meeting each month then we disappear and and breathe a sigh of relief but it it shows that we're in touch with their data and their account multiple times each month and it reinforces that partnership hey this is a win this is a win for both of us this isn't how great am i because i've done this for you this is look this is the propulsion working we're getting there we're another step closer there might be a thousand steps but that's another one that we don't need to take anymore so communicate regularly especially where the wins come from unseen actions or actions that the client really should understand a bit more um i Maybe you've picked up on this next point from what I've just said, but we always drive our SEO actions into a tangible result for the client. That normally falls into either web form inquiries or direct sales. There are occasions where we have other metrics that we track and they become the goal, um, but it's normally one of those, I'd say 95% of the time, it's one of those two items. And that is that helps us celebrate with the client when we get these wins. We also don't use too much jargon. Clients don't... If they don't care about how something works, they certainly don't care about all the acronyms that go with it. So don't patronize them. Don't talk too childishly or anything like that. But just talk human to human. Businesses, oh, businesses are people doing business with people. And just remember that that. That's something that we do. We remind ourselves a lot of in our businesses. And yeah, people do business with people. So... Just talk to them like they're a person at the other end of the table or the Zoom call or whatever it might be. And then, as I said, make sure you meet regularly. Now, our standard sort of meeting rhythm, if you like, with a client is that we will meet every month for two of those months, we will just meet with the person that is our key contact and go through the the key data, any tasks that we have, any challenges, any information we need from them in order to um, progress, all that kind of stuff. And then once a quarter, we then have a get together with some extra stakeholders. So that might be that the managing director is there or the finance guy or the head of sales or whatever it might be. And we actually drill more into, so where are we with targets? How are they with their annual target? Is there anything else we need to do? Do we need course correct are we overachieving do we need to reassess what the goals are all of that kind of stuff so we have a rhythm for that and then as i say in between those meetings we're then sending these extra sound bites of information through very regularly Um, with those meetings we also provide reports ahead of the meeting so whilst it there is a logic to turning up to a meeting with a report and talking the client through it and then sending them on their way with it, whether that's in person or virtually, it also has some downsides. And to move away from that commodity issue that we, we started this episode with, having sending a report to a client ahead of time gives a few... It does a few things. Firstly, it allows you to confirm that the meeting's going to happen. And uh, let's be honest, none of us like rocking up at a meeting just to find out that somebody didn't have it in their diary or that it's now not convenient or whatever. So you get to confirm that the meeting's on. Secondly, it allows the client to digest the information and then raise any queries that they may have at the meeting. Whereas if you don't do that, if you just present them with a 30 or 40 page document in a meeting and then come to the end of the meeting and say, any questions? Nope, fine. Let's meet next month. And you just dive on. The client could be left with more questions than answers. So doing it this way. Look, if they turn up at the meeting, you've sent them the report two or three days early and they haven't read it, there's absolutely nothing you can do about that. That you have done your very best, your utmost in order to make this work. On the flip side though, if you haven't given them that opportunity, as I say, they may leave with more questions than answers and you want to absolutely overcome any seed of doubt that they have about what you're doing how you're doing it and what this means for them if you can answer those three questions at the end of each monthly meeting everybody's on the same page that's the win that's nirvana right there And then, as we've mentioned, in between all of these times, we then send through snippets of wins uh, that might be hitting inquiry targets, that might be hitting a monthly target early, that could be, um, you know, hitting a traffic level or having X many inquiries in a set period of time, loads of things you can track there. But they're all the ways that we try and communicate all of the stuff that we do for our clients to those clients so that we're being transparent, and we're building that partnership, and as I say, when we build that partnership, that partnership is a two-way street. It works from us to them in what we're technically delivering, but it also works from them back to us in terms of referrals and transparency, and um, you know, just being good at life, being being good human beings together, and enjoying when people are winning, and also having to having that power then to sustain us through times when things might not go so well for whatever reason that uh, that it might be. So I hope you found this episode useful and that you've taken something from it. Even if it's just made you sit back in your chair and think, you know, I'm an agency of one and I'd, I'd not really thought of it like that. Um, then this uh, this episode's done its done its job. Um, if you've got any queries at all, please feel free to head over to our Facebook group at peteverett.com forward slash group ask them in there we're a lovely bunch of people it's a very safe environment to ask questions and to engage about anything to do with running an agency and building it on recurring revenue and if i don't see you there and you haven't yet subscribed and you're going to do that please um then i will see you in the next episode